Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of all right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my basement. And I promise you all keep hearing this, but it, I, I, I've seen it. it. It is real. It is happening. The junction, it is happening. Thank you, Corby, for my introduction. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kick it over to my guest right now. Let him introduce himself. We've had an awesome pregame. But I, I wish I'm excited. I record, I wish I re- could record our pregame because <laughs> Patrick and I have had a wonderful uh, pregame. But we didn't. So yeah. let me go ahead and let my guest introduce himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. Uh, well, thank you for having me, number one, on your podcast. We. Uh, my name is Patrick. I'm a pastor here in Columbus. Me, our family, along with 11 other people, moved to Columbus, notable pandemic, to launch a brand new church, specifically with people with doubts, questions about faith, and whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, people who are wrestling with questions uh, when it comes to faith. And I did it with my college roommates, which is kind of fun. So I did it with my best friends in the whole world. And, you know, now we all have kids and families, and it's been it's been kind of a wild ride. And so anyway, I want to say this to you, too. I'm so honored to be on your podcast because when we moved here in June, we started looking at like even Columbus area podcast and we came across yours early on. So I'm, I've been a, I've been a listener or a watcher for quite a bit, Aaron. So <laughs> thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, it, what an honor uh, for me to hear that because this never started off that way. But I'm so thankful that God has uh, allowed and, and created space for whatever this thing is and whatever it will become. And even if it becomes nothing else, I've, I've, I've been able to meet my heroes and make new friends. And, and so um, I'm thankful for that. And, and Ryan, you know, was yeah. uh, one of our early uh, guests. And, and so right. I don't, I'm, I'm thankful for literally every guest and the fact that each one has, has helped build whatever this thing is. I don't know. I can't yeah. put a name on it. I can't even sure. claim any responsibility. I just click record and, and Ryan was yeah. uh, gracious enough to come on and tell us your early story. And so, right. yeah. yeah, so let's catch up. So why don't you guys, why don't you tell your story or your version of the story and just <laughs> tell right. us about Nuvo, man, Nuvo Church, oh, yeah. right? So why don't That's you just fun. start there? Let's tell us about Nuvo. Why'd you start it? Why are you here? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you can compare it with Ryan to see which one's That's actually right. more accurate. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> he'll tell you his. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, yeah. So honestly, like our church plant, I, I kind of say uh, it started for us in college. So me, my roommate, Zach, and then my other roommate, Ryan, we're all working together. And then my, my now wife, Emily, all four of us are working at this small student ministry, you know, maybe 30 students or so, uh, all going to college full time, doing this on the side with a budget of about $500 a year. You know, that's how we rolled in middle school ministry at the time. And uh, we, we, we just dreamed about what it would be like to plant a church. And inevitably at 19 or 20, we thought we could do it better than anybody else that we were working with at the time. You know, right. we would stay up till three or four o'clock in the morning and dream about that. Uh, and then we all graduated and went our separate ways and uh, we left and I've uh, got to work at some really great places. Like my wife and I, we ended up in Atlanta, Georgia, working at North Point Community Church down there. She's the much cooler part of our family. She was creative <laughs> director down there, you know, at one of the campuses. I'm like intern, you know, the whole right. deal. 
Uh, but we got to do that. That was so fun. Um, you know, Ryan, I kind of joke, he was on your podcast. Ryan's one of my smart friends, you know what I mean? He and Zach are both much smarter than me, much more talented and they're phenomenal. And so he's executive pastor of a large multi-site church. And then Zach was creative director. And so we all left and had these amazing experiences. And, uh, my wife and I most recently were in Michigan and we were, uh, pastoring a church up in Traverse city. And we felt like God was saying, Hey, it's time to time to do this. Truthfully, between me and you, we had two kids. I had a one-year-old at the time and a three-year-old. So this felt like the worst possible time to not have consistent health insurance. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) how do we do that? And um, and I'll tell you, man, people uh, were just so generous. The church that we were at, so many other churches got passionate about what we were doing and, and helped us get started. And and that would have been, you know, 19, 2019 is when we were really kind of working on that, still working where we were. And uh, and the cool thing is uh, I called Zach and Ryan. I said, hey, here, here's what we feel like God's calling us to do. We love to do this with you. And I mean, and within a few months, they both resigned their jobs and fundraised their salaries to come. And then we all geared up to move to Columbus. And then, you know, a global pandemic happens uh, mm. that we weren't expecting. And, uh, and yeah, so we, we moved here in the middle of that. We tried to meet people. We had a whole plan for how we were going to do it. And that didn't work with the pandemic. So we just started, you know, cold calling people on Facebook. That's literally what we did to get started. Wow. And, uh, and then, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And now it's kind of bloomed into kind of, we're doing preview services ahead of a September launch and doing that sort of thing now, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. For sure. Well, and, and you said, so you said, and I think, you know, my wife and I have supported others, but, but I don't never sure. know when this, this, I don't ever know where this podcast will land. So just, just for, sure. just, for anybody's just for the landscape. So people understand yeah. when you talked about generating support, I mean, that yeah. that's like me getting on the phone again. I don't know who my audience is. So that's like me getting on the phone yeah. and saying, Hey, I want to do this thing. Will you support yeah. me? And, and, and other people, getting behind you financially. Um, and that's, that's tough, man. It's really tough, especially as you said, we were probably pre pandemic, but even during a pandemic, you know, dollars got short for a lot of people. Some people lost their jobs, some people. And so all of a sudden I committed to, and we've, we've supported ministries. We supported, you know, various things, compassion, other things like that. Um, I know we got to a place, one of the most heartbreaking days in my life was when we got to a place where we financially, because of some things that had happened, could not support compassion. And that was terrible for us. Like we committed to that. We wanted to support kids that will probably never meet this side of heaven. And hopefully one day I do meet them in heaven, um, you know, to just give them a hug and say, I'm glad you're here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But that's tough. And so, so you all launched a church and your staff went out and got funding just yeah. am I am I saying that correctly? Like your staff went out and got oh, yeah. funding in the midst of or right before a pandemic, and then had to maintain that. That's a that's huge right. leap of faith, almost without a parachute. Is that fair? That's, that's so. That's so right. Yeah. And honestly, man, I mean, it's uncomfortable, especially you know that I mean, you have kids. I mean, right. When you have young kids too, and uh, mm-hmm. my wife and I are pregnant, we have one on the way. It's definitely a step of faith. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Three weeks before launch, so it's so fine. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this yeah, is fine. Great. Everything's it's fine. fine. Uh, (laughs) but you know i'll say this and i i love your heart in this too as somebody who supports it but like it it is 
it really is a testament for people to say, we believe in the mission, but right. even more than that, probably we believe in you because this thing didn't exist in November of 2019 mm-hmm. and people, people sacrificed and they gave and, uh, and you know, that's everybody, people we knew people we didn't know. Some of our biggest givers are people that we never would have expected. And they just said, we believe that Columbus needs a church like that. And, um, and it's really humbling. And, and really I feel like it's just God kind of moving those pieces together. So, yeah. And it is God, because I think I think yeah. the other thing, too, like I would say is it's almost like launching, um, you know, I've talked a little pregame. Um, yeah. And yeah, y'all, right. y'all should have heard that pregame. It was this is so awesome. awesome. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was so good. Um, anyway, <laughs> for those that didn't hear, um, there there are some major league teams. Again, par- pardon mm-hmm. my pun, my, my um, yeah. analogy. There are some big old major league team. It's almost like trying to launch a football, a college football team in Columbus. Yeah. When you've got Ohio State in your backyard. Yeah. Is that, like, is that fair to say you're you're trying to launch a church when there are some big old behemoth churches, oh, mega yeah. churches in Columbus? And and, and yeah. again, no disrespect sure. to them. They're fantastic yeah. at what they do. What's it like being the pastor of a brand new church in a city that has some big yeah. old churches that that kind of rule yeah. the the marketplace, so to speak. Uh, and I know I, I just broke every theological rule, but no, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, there's some big old churches yeah. out there, right? I mean, what's yeah. that like trying to launch a church <clears throat> in the face of that? I'll tell you this. I'm so glad. This is fun. Nobody's ever asked me this publicly. Before. This, awesome. is fun. So uh, this is like back porch conversations it, already. I love it's it. Unscripted. That's what we do. <laughs> it's unscripted. That's what we do. <laughs> it's so, so I'll say it on unscripted. I've never said this before. I would say we had five cities. Columbus was last on my list. Uh, mm. It really was. And, uh, you know, it's all like the New York, LA, Chicago. And, right. And we, we planned a trip to go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis was the fourth one. And we had like four days in Indianapolis, one day in Columbus. Right. That, that, that's how much I wanted to come to Columbus at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, and we, I remember my wife, we're driving around Indy. We're having all these conversations like, this is good. Like, this feels good, right? Like, it's going, ah, you know that. And then we get to the outskirts of Dublin for this last year. We got both of our kids in the backseat or, you know, the back of the van. And we had been praying that God would speak to us as clearly as possible about the city. And, and I never, I'll never forget this. I felt like just impressed, like this is where you're supposed to be. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in Ohio at the time. Columbus wasn't really on my radar for that. And I hear my wife at the, side, at the exact same time making the kind of noise, you know, and I'm like, I literally said this out loud. I you said, gotta oh, see crap. the video. Anybody, anybody listening, you have to you watch that. You, you gotta watch that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about too, right? Like the, yeah, crap. Sorry, you know, she says, I didn't do that, but you know, anyway. So, I remember going, oh crap, like, this is, it's Columbus. Yeah. And then my very second thought, I've never told anybody else this like this. Second thought was, but I know one of the fast growing churches is in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I know this is, I, I mean, I, I'm a church geek. I don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of hobbies. I get to, and I was like, why would we ever plant anywhere near, you know? And I probably went through a couple of months of trying to wrestle that down. And so what I started doing, is I, I started visiting some of the churches. I, I went to Rock City. You and I were talking about Rock City. It's a phenomenal church. Phenomenal Amazing church. church. I went to other places. And and I remember going, so are we actually different? And then what we did is I took a, a camera, like a DSLR camera downtown. I don't know if you're familiar with Humans of New York. Are you familiar with Humans of New York? And no. It's a great Instagram account. It's a guy who just tells people stories. He's like a street photographer. Take a picture. And then he just he asked them questions that he's doing. And I'm, I'm pretty introverted naturally. I was like, if I can walk up to people, you know, and, and ask them their story, almost pretend to be a great, you know, whatever, like a street photographer. 
And so I did, and I went downtown and I personally interviewed 107 people doing that. And this is what got me. 107 people, 106 of them self-identified as an agnostic. Mm. And I went, I know oh, how big on, these churches hold on, hold on, hold on. are. Yes, yeah. You interviewed 107. That's right. And 106 said they're agnostic. I, I just want to make sure we didn't blow through that. Yep. That's right. Wow. Which is not obviously not all the demographics of Colum, but like that's but I would say but still, still that's a huge look, a hundred out of a hundred. I mean, even if you that's went hundred. That, what is yeah. that, 99%? If you did 100 oh, yeah. people, 99% say they're agnostic. Unbelievable. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. No, I'm, I'm so glad. I don't no, want to go off class that. Yeah, it's, it is staggering the number of people who would just go, I think there's something out there. I, sort of, I don't know that we can know what it is. And my conversations led towards like anywhere from like that it to a stopping point to my favorite one was, you know, maybe it's like the matrix, you know, and we had this long, <laughs> you know, pill and a red pill. yeah, it really, what it was. And I finally just went, I was like, well, well, what if you got to know the architect? You know what I mean? Like that was kind of my, you know, yeah. or whatever they call them. In. But I, I, I did this over days. I would take their picture and we would hear their stories. You know, I talked to a woman downtown and I didn't know this at the time, but I got the picture back and she had a black eye. And one of the questions I would ask is, you know, what's one of the things that you think about when you think about God? And she said that she said, if there's a God up there, he's obviously not looking out for me. She goes, mm. and one of the other questions was like, what do you fear? And she goes, I just fear my hatred towards men. And when I looked at the picture, she had a black eye. Now, I don't wow. know if those two things are connected, but probably, you know, probably. Right. And, and I, I just remember thinking this, I was like, Columbus has a lot of phenomenal churches, mm -hmm. um, but I, but even if every, you know, all the churches were filled, you know, Columbus has, you know, a lot of people there. We would not be able to contain the amount of people that need a relationship with Jesus. And then for us, what I feel like is unique is we're kind of bent towards the person who would either say I'm a follower of Jesus, but there's a group of questions that I've boxed up and I've put on the side, or I'm not a follower of Jesus or I used to be, or I've deconstructed my faith. Um, and I have these questions that create a barrier for me in terms of actually having an active relationship with Jesus. And I think for us, we said, that's a problem that we want to figure out. How, I, if we could solve a problem, that would be the one we want to solve. How do we help you, un, you know, for me, if those people who are followers of Jesus, unbox those questions and deal with it. And for those people who are not followers of Jesus, go, hey, there is a God that is knowable. And let's talk about how you do it. So anyway, th so that's how I got over it. I finally went, you know what? We need more of the great things that are already happening. And we have a unique sort of parking place in that parking lot. So hundred percent. I always say, and this is a bad analogy, but, but you know, there's a, for all the Apple iPhones that are out there, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a ton of Android phones, Samsung, yep. Motorola, um, yeah. you, you name, look, there's a lot of phones that people carry and we know when we get a text from them and it's green. I like how Apple right. trolls, trolls people makes them make their text green. But at the end of the day, look, there's a ton of people that, that don't yeah. have an Apple iPhone. And Sorry. so I think there's, there's a space and that's a really bad yeah. analogy, but at the end of the day, there's a space for other things, not just Apple. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. thank, thank God for that. And literally thank yeah. God for that, that there's other churches. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned a word, I wrote it down. So if you ever see me look, I'm not, not paying attention. I'm making notes um, <laughs> because awesome. we are unscripted. Um, you said deconstructing. I know just recently yeah. I was talking to someone who's deconstructing their faith. Um, yeah. So as, as someone who grew up in, in the church and was there every time the doors were open with my family, 
not right. because I wanted to. Um, right. I think is that fair to say that that's who's deconstructing their quote unquote faith is mm -hmm. people that were raised in the church or raised by a family that went to church or or mm -hmm. you know insert whatever here. But is that who's deconstructing or at least asking deeper questions? And so I, when I go back to Ryan's sure. interview, what, what really yeah. fascinated me with him is that you all are leaving space for those questions. Mm -hmm. that's, that's different. Is that fair that's to right. say that that's what Nouveau is a lot about is giving mm -hmm. space to ask questions? That's right. I, absolutely. A hundred percent. Honestly, I would say, uh, and I can say this to you and everybody listening to Unscripted, but I would say I <laughs> like the two. I don't think that's right. That's right. You know, just just me and you and everyone. Basically, it's right running the back. That's all right. I love it. Sorry, that's so true. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. I <laughs> true. I think <laughs> it is really. Um, I think for me, what I would say on the deconstructing side and what we found is there's certainly people that were, were church, de-churched, grew up in our student ministries. Um, and then they got to, some people get to college and they take a philosophy class. Somebody pokes one hole in the Jenga thing. It all comes crumbling down. There's certainly those stories. But mm. on deconstructing in particular, what I find more times than not, uh, and this has happened a lot over the last probably four to five years is there's a group of people who associated certain things with uh, an evangelical perspective and then they experience things either within the church or within the broader church movement that caused them to go that doesn't feel like jesus or that doesn't feel like the way things should be hmm. and then from there they started looking other places to to look at a, you know kind of other ways of thinking and so if you, i like to talk about it this way there's a if you think about four chairs you've probably heard an analogy like this before there's the four chair where the, the extremities on either side and in the middle if you think about theology there's like you know the person who leans progressive the person who leans conservative a lot of people who are on the deconstruction side grew up in the extremities of conservative uh perspectives or thinking they migrated their way through, but the thing that they felt most at home with ended up being such an extremity on the progressive side of thinking. And what I found is they started deconstructing their faith. And this is what we want to figure out how to solve. And then it leads them to a place where they feel like an apathy towards some of it. And then it oftentimes leads to a version of agnosticism on the other side of it, where they would say either all things are leading to the same God, or we just can't know. So why would I put forth the effort. And mm. so people who are deconstructing, and this is what, again, we're really passionate about is going, there has to be churches and there has to be places where you can come with whatever question, whatever leaning you have, and be able to find a place where you can not just discover an answer, but a group of people moving in the same direction to discover truth. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's what we're trying to figure out how to do is, is we talk about the expansive table. How do we create a table where we can have the bread and wine together and sit across from someone who probably will disagree with us in some version of the theological thing, uh, but at the same time have a centeredness, not just on Jesus' teaching, but the person of Jesus. And I think that's what we're trying to figure out how to create and and let people ask whatever questions they want, which which brings a lot of great questions, <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, anyway. Here, come, here comes a heavy question on that, sure. that note. Do you feel the weight of that as the pastor of a church that is, is giving space for people to ask tough questions. Do you feel the weight of that as a pastor? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think um, transparently, I used to feel the weight of having a really solid 
apologetic point by point answer. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be the ne- next Frank Turek or Storm and Norman Geisler. You know what I mean? That was me <laughs> in college. You know, I assumed, yeah. I assumed everybody who wasn't a church person just wanted to argue Dawkins. Mm-hmm. The older that I get and the more conversations I have, a lot of people are deconstructing, even whether they say it out loud or not. And this isn't everybody. Everybody has a unique deconstruction story. But a lot of people experience some sort of hurt, pain, or trauma that's connected to church, evangelicalism, or even pastors, that sort of thing, which spurred them on. What we're finding and the way that, that helps me navigate that is to go, we're dealing with a human being on the other side of the table. And very rarely are they wanting to really argue uh, limited atonement with me. Mm. They they want to understand how all of it fits together Mm -hmm. and how they can process their own humanity within what they find in scriptures, whether they believe it's authoritative or not. And so I think as a pastor, uh, and again, there's a lot of different, you know, people don't call me Pastor Patrick or like, I'm just Patrick. I'm just a dude. I'm a person who's on the journey with somebody. to point them to Jesus and to wrestle through kind of the way they both approach the Bible, God uh, and the resurrection. Uh, And so I think for me, that's, I carry that weight, but at the same time I've learned over the years that the weight for me personally, isn't so much about how do I have the right answer and authoritatively just tell you. Um, But it's, Hey, let me, let's, let's deal with all of the other stuff that's wrapped into your spirituality and humanity. And when we get through that, as we move through that, um, oftentimes their ability to see the person and power of Jesus becomes a lot more clear. So that's what we found, at least. Have you found, and I'm asking you, these are, these are not softballs now. I'm throwing curveballs and nobody throws right. curveballs. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't throw I a good, my like, son. My son throws a great curveball. I don't throw a curveball. But, I, but that's like a I don't even know ball. how to, I don't even know the grip, but whatever. But um, if, have you found that with COVID, you launched during COVID, I think all of us would agree that we all know, in the back of our mind, we all know that COVID and mental stress, mental wellness mm-hmm. are are going to one day really pop up on us. Today, June 2nd, is when we're recording. Uh, there's no rules today. Governor DeWine took all the rules off, so <laughs> no yeah. rules. Um, yeah. But but at the end of the day, there's still there's residual uh, from the last year. It didn't just go away overnight, and and I had, it has nothing to do with COVID. It has to do with um, myself uh, gained a ton of weight during COVID. Um, you know, we all dealt quote unquote again. If you're watching or listening, um, we all dealt with COVID differently, and I think the mental side of it's going to be where we really really deal with it quote unquote sure. deal with it. Um, have you found as a pastor or are you prepared as a pastor for what's going to come out of COVID and, and the mental wellness of others? Again, this is a curveball because this is not an easy question. Um, I assume you all, you know, that because I think that's that's what we're really going to have to unpack over the next sure. 12 months is, okay, cool. We're open again. You can go to baseball games. You can fill the stadium. There's yeah. some stuff we have to deal with that we can't just bury because if we do, mm-hmm. we're all going to be in a really bad place. So, and I don't want to go dark on us, but you know what I mean. Sure. Like as a pastor, 100%. have you have you have you prepared for that? Thought about that? Do you worry about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we we do we think about it a lot. Um, in fact, I think middle the middle of the pandemic, we're doing online services once a month. 
I want to say it was like our second or third one. We just decided as much as I'd like to do this other series, we decided to do a mental health series in the middle of the pandemic. And we're going to do another one. I think our second series after launch is about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've brought in uh, a psychologist, Dr. Latanya Carter. That's a good friend of mine. And, uh, and we talked through that. I agree with you. I think what's going to happen is the, the effect of the last year, it's not going to bubble up immediately, but it will bubble up. And for many people, it'll feel like a surprise. It'll, it'll be like a conversation with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, where did that come from? Like, why? I'm, I am not upset about you not that. putting up the milk. Right. But I'm upset about something. I don't know what. And especially, I mean, you know, this, for a lot of men in particular, I think those things are going to bubble up. And, and I think it's going to be relationally. But then I think when it comes to theology and faith, it's also going to be directed at God. Like the questions that people are, are going to be asking and I think are asking, well, why did you allow this to happen? Why did I lose, mm. lose this loved one? Questions about suffering, questions about jobs. Like, I have a, a jobs. Yeah, finances you know, businesses that came to an end, you know, right. Right. Uh, I have a five-year-old son. I'm, I told you earlier, I'm pretty introverted. He's the most extroverted human I think I've ever met. And I've never thought about a five-year-old being isolated mm. in, in a year. Mm. How do we navigate that? How do we talk? So I would say, I think those things are bubbling up. I think the church, including ours, has to be prepared to not be the ones, I'm not a licensed psychologist, but how do we partner with those people who can come alongside of the, the churches that we're part of and invite them into the conversation and also work as pastors, as leaders, as churches to remove any of the stigma about having the hard conversations and asking the hard questions about being healthy when it comes to, to our mental, our mental state. So now, um, I, so I would say we're thinking a lot about it. We're trying to figure out how do we navigate it well. Um, but, uh, but I absolutely think it is here and it is coming mm-hmm. and it will continue to come for years in the future and the local church i think has to work towards that for sure so and i I, and i plug um my previous guest Mm -hmm. (laughs) talked about um some of this as well but i i think it's it's what i said on that episode again plug um is guys like kevin love in the nba um you know shoot just this week again i don't know when people will hear this but and i'm i don't even yeah. know her name but there's a tennis player that pulled out of whatever yeah. tennis match she was in because of mental yeah. wellness we've seen this now and i what i love about I, this is this sounds really weird to say what i love about where we're at i don't love that we're at this place but i love where we're at as a society is it's no longer not okay to right. say i'm not okay that's and right. and I I you know do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't mean yes. that um, in any way than other than than what I said I I love that we're we're saying it's not okay I'm not okay and that yeah, yeah. that's okay as as employers yeah. as churches as right. whatever else as fans of tennis um, right. we can look at this athlete and say good for her because yeah. I think deep down most of us. Mm-hmm. are going to say, you know what, I'm not okay either, mm-hmm. especially after mm-hmm. the last year. And so, yeah. and I don't want to, I don't want to stray away from where, where our conversation, but what I, what no, I do know great. about you all and what mm-hmm. I believe about what you all are doing is you're making a space mm-hmm. for people to say, I'm not okay. And yes. and I have questions and I have issues. Is mm-hmm. that, is, am I saying that correctly? Because that's, again, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan in the stands of what you all are doing. Um, but I'm a fan. And, and, and is it fair to say that that's what you all are doing? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in this, (laughs) I love it. In our previous service, 
style right now, we actually set out a bunch of round tables and we want you in a circle with people and even in those spaces to actually begin to open up and talk to people and feel like you can be vulnerable enough with people and continue to move in that direction. And then any question, anything that you're wrestling through is okay. Now I will also say this, and this is if I was going to challenge leaders, if I, if, if I can do that, can I do that for like 30 seconds? I would say to the any people leader, listening, hundred percent. That's right. Me, you, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. No one you else. My wife running us. right now. That's right. Tell her. <laughs> I love it so much. My mom's going to watch this episode too, but that's fine. Four. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're up to four. four. We're up to four. <laughs> Exponential growth. It's happening, Aaron. Snowball. Um, <laughs> I would say to every leader, like what you just said about our society saying it's okay, you know, getting past that, it's, it's okay not to be okay. That's what I would say for every leader, we have to model that vulnerability for mm-hmm. our church to be successful in creating that space. I have to be willing to be vulnerable about the things that I struggle with as well uh, and, and to bake that into the culture. And I think that's true of every business leader. You know, this isn't just the church. The, every business having to have people that are coming back to work or working or people that are new at their jobs, they're going to be wrestling through all of the same things. And the best leaders, the best managers are going to figure out how to be appropriately vulnerable and create spaces wherever it is that we're leading uh, for people to bring the fullness of their own brokenness and humanity to that moment uh, and be able to come alongside of them in a healthy way. And so as a church, we're absolutely trying to do that. Uh, We would say that we want our church to be the safest place for you to ask any question uh, or wrestle through anything that you're dealing with. We think the local church should be the first place that comes to mind when you ask questions about your humanity in your life. Um, but it requires us to go first. It requires mm-hmm. us to be vulnerable. First, right. So, yeah. And I was just going to say that as you were talking, um, I'm going to go ahead and do it on the podcast. I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not okay. Me either. If you're, if you're listening yeah. to, and I'm, I'm about to get teared up. Um, anybody listening to this? I'm not okay. I'm not. Um, the last year's done a number on me, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, it's done a year and I'm not okay. And, and if you're listening to this, it's okay to say I'm not okay. Um, I don't care if I have a podcast and a microphone in front of me and whatever guest I've had on. No disrespect to you whatsoever. I'm actually glad we're here because we're having the conversation. Um, I'm not okay. And and if you're listening to this and you're not okay, then find someone that'll help you because uh, we're we're all. I don't think anyone is okay. Um, I think we're all dealing with this. And what I love about what you guys are doing is that you're making it okay to not be okay. And a lot of churches say that it looks good on a, on Instagram post. Uh, and I'm not knocking any church. I'm really not. This isn't about sure. churches. It's about yeah. being real about the fact yes. that, you know, there's a lot of companies that say a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, right. when you dig in, they don't mean it. They just right. say it to be cool on Instagram. And I, again, I'm, this is not a, a, this is, this has nothing to do. I, please don't hear that and yeah. think I'm, I'm talking about a church. I'm not. Right. What I'm saying is um, I think there's so many people that have been to a church that maybe said that, and then they didn't find that. And, and that's really right. hard. That's why I asked about the weight. Um, it's really hard to back it up because if, if you're going to be true to that, if, if I've come to whatever church it is and I expect mm-hmm. to find um, somebody that says that I'm okay to not be okay, I better yes. find or I'm going to be gone to the next one or, right. or I may be gone in general. I may be gone sure. completely. So right. that that's why I asked the question about the weight, but I, I love what you guys are doing. Yeah. I really do. And and let me go ahead and just say, I have a coworker that has visited your services um, and is a huge, loves it. 
absolutely love so what you all are doing and you're only in the preview stage you haven't even launched yet right. so yeah to, not to take it out of that situation or that conversation because that's a very deep conversation that's that we just had i think and it's fair yeah. and if you're driving and you're listening to that again please know that i'm not okay and that's okay mm -hmm. i i'm yeah. willing to admit i'm i'm i've come to a place where i'm willing to admit admit that i'm not and, and there's people mm -hmm. i what i've done though is surround myself with people that will care for me and understand mm -hmm. that i can say i'm not okay right now and they can help me um mm -hmm. and and this if you're hearing this and you haven't yet and if you're in columbus specifically um yeah. that's why i wanted to bring that up um i yeah. think there's there's a lot of churches but there's one in particular that i'm talking to right now that really does care and and wants to help and help you unpack why you're not okay did i just say all that okay oh my gosh absolutely <laughs> all right. can i get this recording that's so good i'm like yes absolutely <laughs> it's, all yours. it's all yours yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's so good i'm so glad you said that and thank you for leading the way in vulnerability and for saying that too i mean that's inspiring and that's beautiful, man. Absolutely. So, I think we have yeah. to give the gift of going second. Um, you know, yeah. and, and what it takes is somebody to say it first. And and then when yes. we do that, man, it's amazing what will happen in our lives. So um, yeah. so what is next for Nuvo? What, what are your yeah. what are the mile markers moving forward? You said you're going to launch in September. What what That's can right. I do to find out more? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much. Jackson. We can go to nouveauchurch.org. That's our website. Uh, we're on Instagram at nouveau. Everybody's like, how do you spell nouveau? N-U-V-O. That's how we okay. spell it. I'm sure there's a wine company that spells it a whole lot cooler than we do, but N-U-V-O <laughs> is how you do it, right? It's completely different um, thing. That's a completely different thing. That's right. Yeah, it's a different. That's communion. It's different. Um, so, no, we... Uh, <laughs> So no, we uh, newbooters.org, find out more information. We meet roughly, I say roughly, uh, every other week right now. Uh, we're at the Marriott Northwest right off of exit 15. Um, but we're only going to be there for a little while longer. So as we get to August, uh, we're actually going to be in Bridge Park. So we're going to be meeting at the Exchange in Bridge Park. Um, that's where we'll be launching. Uh, we'll continue to bring preview services in August. And then September 19th is when we launch Bridge Park, uh, right there at the exchange. And so there's a lot of events. We have all sorts of things. You connect to women's events and men's stuff. We end up at Top Golf a lot or Penn's Mechanical Company and do stuff for families. If you want to just kind of get to know us first, I totally get wanting to hang out before you become Facebook official. But, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what's going on with us. So, and you can find all of that stuff at our website, newochurch.org. So. And I'll have all the links in the post as well, based on everything you just said. So, but if I'm listening to this, let's just say again, not to go dark again on us a little bit, but yeah. let's just go, let's go gray and instead of, instead yeah. of just dark, let's yeah. just go a little gray. If I'm yeah. driving, I, I heard this and I want to reach out to someone. Yeah. Um, first of all, you can reach out to me, Aaron at AaronConrad.com. Simple enough. Yeah. And, and if, yeah. if I can't answer it, then I'll put you in touch with, with Patrick. But if they, if they want to reach out to you and say, pastor, I have questions or I'm yeah. dealing with this. What's your what's your contact info? If you no, don't mind giving that. 100%. Let me give you my cell phone number. It's a Knoxville number, so don't judge me too hard. Uh, but it's 865-306-2239. 865-306-2239. Or you can email me at patrick at nouveauchurch.org. Um, and all that's on our website. I think my cell phone number is on the website. My, you know, we would love to talk to you. We love to connect. Uh, and absolutely. And anything, anything like that. So please reach out. Well, I've loved our time. Is there anything else we need to cover? Because I don't, I know. 
Oh gosh, this was so much fun, man. No, I'm like, I love it. <laughs> all right, well, let's do it again. First, first of all, we'll have you on again. Because yeah. I want to, okay. I want to, I want to follow it. the progression, right? I want to, I sure. want to see how things are going, and um, yeah, I just want to continue to follow because I believe in what you all are doing. I think it's it's different, and it's, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's not. It's it's church, you know, and, right. and the church yeah. is here. I was just talking to somebody today about how the church has yeah. the ability to, uh, especially in the world of. Um, issues and things. The, the church is the one place that has the ability to uh, rally and to do things without the red mm -hmm. tape of the government and other things, although that's yeah. changing by the tape. But anyway, <laughs> that's a right. Process. But anyway, yeah. uh, you, you know, yeah. you all can rally and do things and, and you have sure. um, God, God has still cleared the path for the church to be the church. And mm -hmm. um, in a time that we're in right now, man, I, I just I rally, I, I support any church that that is is trying to make a difference, and you all make a difference. Yeah. One hundred and six out of one hundred and seven, man, I won't forget that. Was it hundred? Was that? Did I say that that's right? right? Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. One hundred six out of one hundred and seven people, and, and I believe Columbus, if I remember it, the, the statistic is somewhere in the eighty percent range of unchurched. As large of a city as Columbus wow. is, and although there are some massive churches in Columbus doing massive things. All yeah. respect to them. Um, I think it's around the eighty percent mark of the Columbus market wow. alone is unchurched, which is crazy. So that, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't surprise me because it's almost statistically proven that mm -hmm. if I took a camera out, a hundred and six of one hundred seven would be agnostic. So, yeah. um, man, we believe in what you're doing. You have a fan forever in me, a friend forever. I we had a lot thank of fun you. today. I'm so thankful for yeah. your time. Um, thank you for your contact info. And is there anything else sure. that we need to get or any other links that I'm missing yeah. before we get out? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's it. I just want to say thank you so much for having me, man. I'm so honored to be here. I love your podcast. So thanks for having me here. Thank you, man. You're, 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 uh, you're doing great things and, uh, we'll, we'll pop over and make a visit. I promise. Uh, yeah. Forward to coming in with some questions. I'm gonna come in with some hard hitting questions. Come on. That's right. And I, I'll just bump you to Ryan. We'll, we'll just introduce you to Ryan Stigo at that point. That'd be great. Since he got on first, I'm gonna, I'll just bump you to Ryan. There you go. Well, you all have a platform whenever you need it. Um, and, and you have a friend whenever you, whenever you need it as well. So thank you, man. So thank you so much for your time. This has been the latest episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll be back with another great guest soon. We'll see you next time.